Welcome into UGA Football Live with J.C. Shelton, where the dogs come to talk. Hey guys, welcome in another episode of UJ Football Live with JC Shelton. If you're watching on the Pulse Sport Network on YouTube or listening wherever you get your podcast, we appreciate it. Got a former Georgia Bulldog on for you, and it really a Georgia kicking legend. And we'll get into why that is here in a bit. But that is Marshall Morgan. Really appreciate you taking the time out, Marshall. And you let me know before the call that you are local to Athens, working right now, right across from Creature Comforts. Um, how's that going, man? How are you doing? Yeah, it's doing great. Um, I mean, Athens is home. Um, you know, it's where my heart is. So I've been here since 2012 and don't plan on ever leaving. Um, got a third third baby on the way now. So, um, you know, starting to lay down the roots and, the you know, starting to web out. You know, got three kids and soon enough they'll be having kids. And um, it's just crazy. But, yeah, it's life's great here. I'm working right across the street. Um, from Creature Comforts at Merrill Lynch. Uh, we're in downtown Athens. Um, you know, we can hear the Bulldog Stadium from here. So it's a great place to be and uh, don't plan on ever leaving. Yeah, that's so awesome. I and mean, when you think about how many former coaches and players all live around the area, if not in Athens, right? It's that, it's that feeling. And then a lot of these guys, um, they get out of get out of the Georgia football and it's, it's home for them and you're one of them. So I love to see that. Um, you know, when you look back at your career, uh, I do want to hear about your recruiting first. We always do that. If you're a fan of the yeah. show, you know, kind of get to hear that story about when you became a Bo- Georgia Bulldog, you know, from Fort Lauderdale. You know, football is king in Florida as well as in Georgia. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of big programs in that state as well. So I'm interested to to figure out why Georgia was that home for you. Yeah. Um, and that was the question that all my friends had, too, back in high school. Because um, I – I mean, I had never been out of the state of Florida when I lived there growing up. So um, when I got the offer from Georgia, you know, they announced it on my high school PA system and everyone's like, oh, Georgia, you know, why are you going to go to Georgia? And, um, you know, because all the kids were going to go to FSU or UF or Miami. And, um, you know, Coach Rick definitely played a huge, huge part of it. I mean, he's just a a great human being. Um, You know, everything he stands for, the way he coaches, um, he's just you know, he's like a father figure. Um, so he definitely, you know, you don't go somewhere for the coach, but it certainly makes a huge difference knowing that, you know, that's who you're going to be with every day. Um, you know, and they can, you know, rub off on the parents, which, you know, will, will cause a little influence. But, um, in my situation, it was, you know, just love the school, love the atmosphere. Um, I came here, people were nicer. Um, you know, the, the light turns green. They don't honk at you right away like they do in South Florida. Um, also, starting time. So I got to come in here right after Blair Walsh and, um, you know, had the opportunity to start, which if I went to FSU or um, UF where, you know, those were like my top three, I would have had to redshirt. So that was probably the biggest factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I just loved it here. I took my visit here, um, which – that's a whole story in itself. It was classified as an unofficial visit because I lost my official visit rights because I kicked a water bottle on the field and it was considered a game day simulation. So what? <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. What is that so, even? Uh, what? Yeah. So I, I'm sure, I don't know if you're aware, but like 
Isaiah Crowell, you know, everybody knows that. He, um, I think he had the same situation for standing in like a formation with the lineman on his unofficial and taking a snap and they consider that a game day simulation. And, you know, they, uh, you know, they, they impose, you know, some minor, you know, like they don't let you take an official visit, which all that means is they can't really, you know, they can't pay for your food or, you know, your stay, but everything else is pretty much the same. So, yeah. But yeah, so I was going to say we were on the field in my situation and, you know, I'm asking coach Rick and coach Lily. I'm like, you know, I just, took a visit to FSU. I go, you know, they have the Seminole thing. I go, what's, what's Georgia's thing? Is there like a, you know, the Gators have the chomp, like what, what did they do at Georgia? And so he, I guess, got a guy to queue up the, the game day kickoff signal where they're like, go. And he had me do my kickoff steps and kick a water bottle. Cause there was no, you know, ball or anything. We weren't planning this. And um, I guess when I kicked it, Coach Rick being, you know, the good guy that he is. And um, I guess it was on his conscience. He, I guess, self-reported it. And they came back and said, yeah, it is a violation. So, Wow. Yeah, that is so player. minute, man. That is so yeah. minute. It gives you an insight of how regulated those things are, right? Oh, it, and, it is crazy. Yeah, there's no regulations on NIL, but you can't kick a water bottle and like, as a recruit. I'm sure – sure it's changed now i mean i'd hope so but um i mean yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's wild man that is crazy yeah. so um you obviously you, you come to georgia um from florida and your career you look back and i say legendary is because you hold a bunch of records and it, it kind of slips through people's mind i guess you know um mm-hmm. you know because you know georgia as far as kicking standpoint we had some great ones um, but when yeah. you look at the the numbers, I mean, consecutive field goals made, 20 by you, 2013 to 2014, SEC record, Georgia record for most PATs in a career 215, Georgia and SEC record for consecutive field goals, 20, Georgia record for longest road game field goal, 56 yards. Yeah. That's that's a slew of numbers, man. We've well, we had Rodrigo on as well, and he his numbers are, are really good, but I don't think he has these records as well. So I think you're taking over the kicker spot for UJ Football <laughs> Live right now, man. You yeah, have that career. Um, I was just trying to scatter my name all over there, but yeah. I mean, can't can't compete with Rod. He uh, he surpassed all of us pretty much for the uh, was a total point scored. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think that's yeah. where he got you. That's where he got you. Yeah. No, that's that's great numbers, man. And I think the offense during that time as well with Mike Bobo and stuff. Um, you know, you had a lot of opportunities, right? Yeah. What um is there one that sticks out to you? that you think back at when you look at it with a smile, maybe, maybe have a dream of uh, kicking that field goal and making it and going yeah, off. Well, what was that? It was, uh, I mean, the one that really sticks in my mind is uh, Nayland Stadium against Tennessee. Uh, this was 2013. And, um, yeah, so we get there, and I just wasn't feeling good. My knee, you know, I've never really had a true injury, I guess you could say, but my knee was really bothering me. I don't know if it was tendonitis or what, but it was the only game that before the game, I'm like, should I kick? Um, but I was doing warm-ups and I was kicking fine, even though it hurt. And so I think it was the it was one of the first or maybe second drive of the game, 56. I thought it was a 57-yarder, but they, they put 56. Um, 56 and a half-yarder. They send me out there and I'm like, I didn't even have time to think. So I'm like, okay, forget about any kind of pain or anything and just drilled it. 
And, um, you know, I was excited, but after the game, I didn't realize it was the longest kick in that stadium, I guess. Yeah. And the funny part is, is growing up, one of my good buddies who I grew up kicking against was Michael Pilardi, who at the time was their kicker. <laughs> so it was kind of like, a, you know, I could be like, hey, man, I got, you know, hold the longest kick in your stadium. Yeah. Um, but he's uh, he's a great guy. He's actually, I think he's still kicking in the league. So good for him. Yeah, that, that's incredible because Georgia still owns Neyland Stadium. And <laughs> we just keep getting examples of why that is. And I, I love right. to hear it. I love to hear it. Uh, we have another opportunity to keep that streak going to this year. That's going to be a great game. Um, yes. And one thing, one question I asked Rodrigo when he came on that I, I really want to hear from you is just, you know, the kicking and pressure situations, you know, because mm-hmm. sitting at home or whether you're at the game or not, it's all on one guy, right? Well, I mean, a couple guys involved in that, right? You got your snapper, your holder, but one guy makes the kick. And, yeah. and when you think about it too, it's like a team game. Football is a team game. You have 11 guys on both sides but sometimes it only comes down to that one guy kicking because even in, yeah. in like, in like a passing situation, you have the, you have the uh, receiver, you have the quarterback, right? You have the running mm-hmm. back, you have the offensive lineman, you know, you have the quarterback has to, has to uh, hand it off. The center has to snap it. But in this, yeah. in this standpoint, one guy makes contact with the ball. What, what was your routine in these high pressure situations, whether it's fourth quarter OT Anything like that? Did you tell yourself something different than your regular, or was it all business? Go up there and do the same thing every time. Um, it, I mean, it was do the same thing every time. I mean, I, uh, I kind of during the games, I'd kind of get into my zone, like you know, outside of you know game days. I'm you know outgoing guy. I'm gonna you know shoot the breeze, make you laugh, whatever. But during the game, like I didn't want to talk to anyone. Like some of the you know, other guys on the team would come over and just try to, you know, some of the guys that weren't playing or whatever, they would just want to chat because, you know, we're on the sidelines, you know, most of the time. Yeah. Um, And I'm kind of just like, you know, I don't tell them to leave me alone, but I would just kick in my kicking net and that's, they'd kind of get the point. All right, he's in his zone. Um, So, yeah, right before a game-winning kick, the thing I hated is when people would come up to you and try to give you a pep talk or something. So, because it made me feel like it was, you know, bigger than you know should be because I want to feel like it's the same kick every time like you said um so I I remember one the Missouri game coach Rick came up to me and I was expecting some big pep talk I'm like oh man just let me kick this thing and he just comes and he goes hey I just want to tell you something he goes whether you make this thing or miss it he goes I love you and I was like oh man that that was nice yeah that that shows what Mark Rick is and a lot of his former players on this show have talked about that. And that doesn't surprise me at all. The way he interacts with his players and thinks about them first, almost it looks like from a, from a personal standpoint, than it relates to football. I think that's an incredible, incredible part of why he was such a successful coach and especially just a mentor to his former players. So many times I had guys talk about it. John Theus was just talking about them the other day as well. Um, So you can't, you can't talk about Mark Rick in that aspect uh, enough. Um, Yeah. So, you set all these records at Georgia, right? And you get a, a chance in the NFL. I'm interested in what the differences was from a college football kicking standpoint to an NFL kicker standpoint. I know the field goals are narrow, right? The posts. Um, what what all goes into that, man? What was the differences there? Um, really just it goes from, you know, you know, it's it's almost like college is like a, you know, it's a true team sport you know college football 
And then you get to the NFL and it's almost like it's individualized. Like each player is their, you know, their own business owner. They're all wanting to promote their brand, their foundation. Um, so it's not like, you know, someone's not going to really, you know, go out of their way to help you out unless it kind of benefits them, which is sad to say. Um, but it's a total business, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's business. And when there's guaranteed money involved, I mean, it's it's hard to make it. So, um, but I, I mean, I enjoyed the ride there at Buffalo. Um, went to Buffalo as an un, unsigned, undrafted free agent. Stayed there for a little while, got cut. Um, I was actually fine. When they cut me, I was like, all right, if you're going to cut me, I hope you're actually, you know, bringing on some someone cool. And um, so I found out I got cut so they could bring Reggie Bush on for a one-year contract as a yeah. kick returner. And I was yeah. like, all right, if I'm, if I'm getting cut for Reggie Bush, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. That ain't bad. Give that man back his Heisman. Um, yeah, right. But, yeah. like, when you, when you competed for a spot there, what was that like? Did these guys just line you up and be like, you have to hit a certain amount from this yardage, this yardage, whoever does the best? Was that kind of the – how do they how do they decide in that, in yeah, that they, area? Yeah, it was – um it wasn't just like a one day thing. It was over, you know, the course of, you know, weeks and, you know, a couple months where they're, you know, you're in the NFL, you only kick one of the, one of the days with the team and then only one other day, just, you know, with you and the special teams coach. So, I mean, you're only getting two days of real practice in, which is kind of hard for me. And I know Rodrigo would probably say the same because we just like doing a bunch of reps Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, obviously you want to, you don't want to be doing bad reps, but, you know, I wanted to at least hit a few balls every day or, you know, more than two days a week. Um, so, yeah. Well, to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to get some insight on it. That, that gives a, I think it gives us a good take. Um, oh, and, um, and I'll add to that actually too. So they, um, they do chart. I mean, everything's, you know, numbers. I mean, even in college too. So they're, charting the whole whole entire time um hang times you know because in their situation they brought me in to try to it, it would have been a huge money saver for them because they had a guy on the roster that just did kickoffs and then a punter and then dan carpenter the kicker so they had three guys if they're able to cut the kickoff specialist and dan carpenter the field goal specialist and bring in me you know a rookie that saved them a ton of money um, so I actually finished out, you know, right before mini camp with the same, about the same numbers as Dan Carpenter, if not a, a few better, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough of a margin to, you know, cut him and give him that guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you were training for both. Like you were trying to be kickoff specialist and the place kicker. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, from a kickoff specialist standpoint, did you ever take a big hit, man? Did you ever get rocked in any in any oh, uh, yeah, college man. football or NFL? Yeah, so I – it was against Nebraska, and I we played them – we almost played them three times in mm-hmm. the bowls. I know we played them twice, but I think it was the uh, – might have been the Belk Bowl. Mm-hmm. And kick returner, I mean, he was built like a brick house. I mean, he was just coming – he's like Nick Chubb kind of yeah. build, just coming at me. And I looked at him and I saw him going through the gap and I'm like, there's no way I'm, <laughs> I'm going to run at him. So I started like trying to just absorb it. Like, so I would like backpedal as he's running at me. And then I just kind of like 
whatever that WWE wrestler is, I just tried to like just take him down. And luckily, I, I guess I tripped him up enough. But yeah, it didn't feel good. <laughs> you tried to RKO him? R- yeah, exactly. <laughs> was it Steve, Steve Austin? Yeah, was that him or was it Randy Orton? What, Randy Orton. About the, yeah. Randy Orton. Yeah, that's the one you see the memes where they. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that Honestly, that sounds like a better way than taking uh, 225 pounds to the stomach. Because that's yeah. probably what you probably wouldn't have got low enough for that guy. Well, they probably... would, the coaches would always tell me it's so funny because after film, they always tell me, Hey, your kicker, you don't need to be doing these tackles. Because I would always try to get in there, you know, I was a defensive end growing up. And, um, but of course, during the game, once you do it and you're the last guy, saves it from a touchdown, they love it. So it's like, yeah, they, they cheer you on and praise you. And then the next day, they're like, Hey, man, you, sh- you don't need to do that. <laughs> all right I'll let, him, I'll let him go by sorry yeah what what the hell that, that's crazy yeah, right. yeah when you're thinking about that um anything let's let's think let's think so georgia obviously the recent success is incredible and as yeah. a former player i'm sure it hit home for you what was that experience mm-hmm. like in 21 when georgia was able to pull it out oh i mean it, it's just it's amazing i mean everyone's you know, this is, this is where I live, you know, in Athens, I, you know, work in downtown Athens. So, I mean, it's just the whole city just lights up. Um, I mean, you look out your window, you see all the red and black and feel like everyone's just in a, in a better mood. Yeah. Um, gives you something to talk about with everybody. So, I mean, it's just, it's great. I mean, I'm couldn't be more proud right now to, to be a dog. I know. And then that second one felt a little different to me. I'm interested in what you felt. I, it was almost too quick. For me, I was like, I, we can't even enjoy the first one. We are having another one. So now it's like, what yeah. do I think now, right? Yeah, that one, I mean, it, it was crazy. I mean, leading up to it, um, there's the playoff game. We, I think it was on New Year's Eve night, and we're all sitting there in the living room. Got all my extended family here. We got three babies sleeping upstairs. Um, and when that Ohio State guy missed that kick, I mean, we flipped out. Babies are crying. Fireworks going off. I mean, it was nuts. Um, and then the TCU, I mean, that was just a, a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. But we started celebrating yeah. 10 minutes into the game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and I was expecting an Ohio State all over again. And that my heart just couldn't take it. I think that's why it didn't happen. God just knew that all the Georgia fans' hearts were already on edge. We were going to explode <laughs> if we had to go through overtime again. So they were like, oh, you know what? Here you go. Uh, just, right. just tear up the Big 12. Welcome welcome yeah. to uh, SEC ball, buddy. Yeah, right. I loved it, man. I loved it. Well, hey, last thing, I'll leave, I will let you go. Last thing, if you had a uh, a future kicker, future Georgia Bulldog kicker, college football kicker, whatever you may have, what is one piece of advice you give to him as a former guy who uh, who is really a Georgia kicking legend here? Um, I would tell them that you know everybody's going to tell you you're just a kicker. Um, you know, you're, you're a lot more than a kicker. Um, you know, you're a valuable asset to the team. Um, they may not tell you that, you know, your teammates, or your coaches yet, but you know, all it takes is that one big kick in a clutch situation. And, um, I think, you know, you'll get the respect you deserve. Um, but also to let them know that, you know, it's an 80% mental game. So, you know, just focus on your craft, focus on, you know, your mental health and, um, stay positive, you know, take, take it kick by kick. You miss one, you know, don't get down on yourself, make the, make the rest. So. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Great piece of advice, guys. Listen up. If you're going to be a kicker or what have you in college football at all, 
It's always some yeah, good advice. Hey, yeah, keep your mental health. Right yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you come to UGA Football Live for that. Uh, we really appreciate the time, Marshall. Uh, you've been great. Take care, man. Go dogs. I appreciate it. Go dogs.